one, check two, check three, hello, hello, welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. We're here, we're doing it, well it's just me, this week uh, I'm, I am I am very excited about this week. I'm back in Brooklyn from an amazing trip in California. Things have been just flap, 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 coming at me uh, in a uh, fast, fast, fast way, but everything's been coming up good. Uh, I, I went on a safe, awesome trip to California. I taped uh, Doug, getting Doug with high. I also got to have uh, lunch with a couple other people in LA that I'm excited to talk about uh, coming up. It looks like I'm going to come to Detroit to the Cannabis Cup. They're doing another, the last Cannabis Cup they had in Michigan was in Clio, which is like maybe an hour outside of Detroit um, near Flint. So I was staying in Flint, and but I flew out of Detroit. This one's right down in Detroit. I'm actually hammering out all the details of it right now. But there is a video series coming out. I don't know how, how much they're going to chop it up. I saw some of it. But uh, that, that Cannabis Cup I went to in Clio, Michigan, was uh, so big and so huge. It was 30,000 people that, uh, you know, the video crew I, I was with, was good, but even everybody I was with seemed overwhelmed a little bit. And I'm not sure how much they captured or how, how it's gonna get cut up, but it was an amazing experience. And I kind of just pushed it, hey, let's try to do it again in Detroit and learn what we did from the last one and try to build on that content. But enough of, uh... whoa, that spiked up there. I hope I wasn't too loud. But enough of, uh... I got the gain really high. Let's see if I can bring this down just a little bit. So I don't want to pop anybody's ears out. Uh, but enough of all that technical talk. I have a great coffee today. I'm back on my Stump Town. If you don't know Stump Town, it's probably, I would say it is like, it's still, well, I don't know. I, I did have some coffee in California that blew my mind and I actually drank it all up. I went to Carmel, California where Clint Eastwood was mayor, but it is like the most preppiest, rich town. You know, it's total California, and I love that shit. And, but uh, the beach was beautiful. It was like, you know, uh, a state park, so there was no development on the beach. It was like white sand and mountains and foggy, but they had an awesome coffee shop, and I got a bag of beans from them. Um, the fl the fog lifter Carmel Coffee Company I think is what it's called but man those beans were awesome but Stumptown is from Portland and you know if you're gonna go like they they there there's a couple Stumptown uh, roasteries around here but if you're gonna go like I think you can get them just about maybe probably in every city I don't know if they're everywhere but I uh, I usually get Hairbender was their big you know uh, Budweiser was their main thing. This is called Homestead, and this seems to be more of a light brew. This is a whole bean. Um, it's called, it, the flavors are candied and milk chocolate. And I, I did a whole cold brew press of it. I put it, I grinded it up in my grinder, and then I put this, put all the coffee in the French press, and then I put it in the refrigerator last night. Oh, Homestead is a light seasonal balance cup. 
blended with the finest direct trade coffees, sweet and delicious. Okay, this is uh, one to write home about. That's why they call it the homestead. Like, dude, motherfucker, you don't even know. And this was roasted on 6-7-19. So that was June. It's the end of July, August. So that was a month ago. Uh, we're stumped down, and it's good to be meet you. We are committed to sourcing, roasting, and brewing fresh coffee of the highest quality. For us, quality goes beyond the content of our cups. It's linked to the love and respect we show to our producing partners, our customers, the planet, and each other. Thank you for having coffee with us. Well, thank you, Mr. Stumptown. I've, I've been fucking with you guys for years. Um, just the smell. Oh, man. The, I don't know. They just seem to get it right, man. Um, and this is... Their hairbender is a little strong. But this is... I hope this isn't... Am I recording this too hot? We're going to bring it down. Check, check. Bring it back up. Check, check. Uh, so this is their light brand. If you're getting into this, this might be a good coffee for you. But I got it completely iced out. And my new move with iced coffee is you got to cut it with some water. Especially cold brew. Like, it'll fry your nerves out. Mm. Yeah, uh, this is their light, like, this is their probably their least strong coffee. But it's like a hot day today, and it's kind of coming like a dark iced tea, is what I'm kind of drinking. But it, it's doing the job, it's doing the kick. Mm. Feels great. Um, right now I have, a, I have my Afternoon Delight vape pen that I love. Um, and I got a cartridge of Kush. Straight up Kush. It's towards the end of the cartridge. I got this other cartridge, a full cartridge of all Indica. Skittles is what it is. And I have to say, man... Like, I'm not going to hit that now. But I hit that at night. I've been hitting the Skittles at night... And I've been having the best sleep. Like, I've, I, like, it's never, like, usually when I go to bed, you know, I'm running. And, and I think I do have a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. I've had childhood trauma and all that. Like, all that shit's reverberating. As you get old, it all starts coming full circle. And that's why I meditate and work out and all that stuff. But, so sleep, like, if you don't sleep, your head's fucked up. So sleep is essential, and uh, but I tell you what, man, if you're having problems, I mean, I think everything's got to go towards legalization. And the thing about sleep is you got to nap it up, man. You got to sleep, sleep, sleep. If you don't get sleep, your brain is like starved, and then you may you make weird decisions, bad decisions. So you got to sleep it up. And man, I have not. I mean, the CBD work, but this <laughs> this Skittles. Indica, like, just a full cartridge. Like, I haven't been hitting it, like, all day or anything. I kind of have it on the side. And then I switch out. So this Kush, I've been killing it. Um, it's towards the end of the cartridge, but my Skittles is full on. So I'm kind of excited about that. And this is still from the gift that I got given. Uh, California, man. <laughs> That's, it's crazy to be back in New York. But it seems to be, you know, legalizing here starting to come out more it's not like it's not like san francisco or santa cruz or any of that stuff um 
but it is just becoming a little bit more normal. Uh, let's try some of this Kush. I need to have some herb out. I, I, did, uh, I did stretch and I just worked out. My workout today was 23 minutes on the rowing machine. I've been doing the rowing machine, but you got to keep your back like perfectly straight. But I do it like I act like I really am in a fucking rowing machine. But uh, so I'm feeling good. I took a shower. Uh, I stretched. I didn't meditate. I want to meditate, but uh, I got a lot. I got a lot to do this week. Things are kind of coming on, and I have a meeting with a production company on Monday about the PMA project. Um, we may get some funding for that. But I'll tell you more about some of this stuff that's going on. But let me try some of this super dope Kush that's uh, calling my name right now. Wow. That tasted so smooth. Um, yeah, I got this fully charged up. I got, you know, when you get your vape pen, or I hate that I know so much about vaping, and maybe one day I'll probably move away from it. But the concentrates are good for, you know, dealing with a hectic lifestyle and you can't be blowing up loud everywhere. Um, but uh, I just took a nice big hit of that, and that was fucking tasted that literally tasted <laughs> like i'm i'm saying like like a banana split it was so good um and now i'm gonna have this nice stump town homestead i'm back at the homestead i'm back in brooklyn i'm on my brooklyn bullshit you know it biggie 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 can't you see sometimes your words just hypnotize me and i just dig your jazzy ways I guess that's why they're broke and you're so paid. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, Notorious B.I.G. I know everybody talks about, I mean, he blew Brooklyn up and so did Jay-Z uh, and so did Mel Brooks. And so did the Beasties. It's a dope, it's a great place. But it's still just a city. A lot of it's just the people. Um, I've been moving around this country, man. I did do Michigan this year, this summer. And I'm going back there like for the third or fourth time now. Um, but I dig Michigan. I do dig it up there. I, I flew in. I did Detroit with Tracy. And then I went up there with my mom. And then I did the Cannabis Cup. And then I did, an, uh, yeah, so uh, I've been, this, is my, this will be my fifth trip to Michigan so far. If you can fly Delta you can get into, Delta's just like, every, every Delta flight, they got a big hub in Detroit. And Detroit's kind of blowing up, and flying Delta's pretty good. I told you Detroit's coming back around. I've been saying that, like that uh, whole era, it's not, I don't know, Virginia's, no, when you start talking the South, that's, the only thing is, man, is the legalization. That's why I fuck with Michigan, is because Michigan, it's starting to feel a lot, it's, it feels a lot safer smoking pot in Michigan than it does in New York. I'll say that right now. And I'll definitely, it feels a lot safer. I mean, people still do it up, but it's like there, there's like uh, dispensaries, stores, shops. 
It feels, and there's a scene, a cannabis scene all around there. And I, I went in there one time, like I got to do a show there. I think, well, the, I actually hosted the first Detroit Cannabis Cup. Man, I could talk about that shit. That shit was the first time America went into there and the cops shut it down. It was in this big air, like airport hangar. But then they had to move it out of town and we played, I played with George Clinton in the P-Funk. It was the P-Funk, it's called the 420 Funk Mob and they back up George Clinton. And they know all his tunes. And they played. And so did Royce the Five Nine. But everybody was late. They had me go up and do stand-up for like 20 minutes in this airport hangar full of just Michigan stoners. Um, I wonder if anybody remembers that. That's the only thing about doing stoner shows. Like if you, you know, I, 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 I can honestly, honestly say it's, it's uh, I can honestly say, and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm one of the top comics in New York City. Like, I'm not the best, but in the room of the 20 best comedians in New York City, I could hold my own. Not, I'm not saying I'm better than all of them, but I could, you know, I've, do, I've been on the best shows in this town. I, you know, I followed everybody. Uh, but um, I will say that I can bomb it up sometimes. <laughs> I, I guess what I was trying to do is front load it with some positive, and then, but instead of just going right into like, but the thing about stoner shows, even if your set is lopsided or you have a weird set, nobody remembers or cares. As long as you don't melt down and you're not a bad vibe, uh, but you still got to be funny and entertaining. And you can still cold crush. Like, I've done that before. But, it, you know, doing stoner shows is a little bit when you do stand-up because everybody's just in their head so hard. Um, but it's still a lot of fun and funky. You know, it's, like, it's almost like, you know, when you see a jam band crowd compared to a Slayer uh, crowd. It's just a, it, it's different energies, man. It is different energies. And I like them all. But, uh, I'm excited that you're listening to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Please like and subscribe, because I, I got a big plug on Doug, Getting Doug with High, which is a show on YouTube hosted by Doug Benson. But, the company behind it's called Jash, and Jash is like a, it feels like it's a conglomerate, it's a production company actually, that I think Sarah Silverman is part owner with, Tim Heidecker, like uh, Eric and Tim, those cats, um, and, uh, and Reggie Watts, like I remember like five years ago, and I guess Doug, they pitched a show to Doug and they got Doug a show, but he's kept doing it. Some of them have fought... Like, all of these, like, projects, like, media is, like, a lot of it, just like anything, is, like, keeping going. And that's what I'm excited about keeping this podcast going. Um, a lot of it's just the discipline and just sucking it up and doing it again and again, you know, um, and making it work and making it happen and then exploring the unknown. Um, but Doug Benson's show is a big show, man. It's, you know, it's had Eric Andre, it's had Jack Black. It's, you know, he's gotten, and you go on camera and you're in kind of in this sound, in this, you know, kind of a movie studio, not a movie studio, it's a TV production office. In the back room, there is a shooting sound stage, a small sound stage, not big, but, but, but big enough for three major cameras, not like, not like little boys, not like little guys, not like, uh, 
You know, not like just regular cameras you can buy at the store, like the ones you gotta rent, like if you were making films and shit. So there's three of those, and then there's a sound guy, and there's a producer, and there's a showrunner, and there's paperwork to be filled out, and they send cars to come pick you up, and they send cars to drop you off, and you get high on camera with Doug and just interview and talk about weed. And it's great because it's all in California. So after this whole Route 1 trip, I landed in San Francisco. I got to do the punchline, my home club. I, didn't, I did a set on the Sunday Night Showcase. Now, the Sunday Night Showcase there is the best of the locals or whoever comedians are in town. And Jamie Kennedy was on the show. Shout out to Jamie Kennedy. I didn't get to hang out because my wife and kid were back at the uh, hotel and I had to get back to my family. So I just came in there and did a set. But it was just a fun San Francisco, good stoner crowd. And it was the room I came up in. That's where I learned how to do stand-up. That's where, man, I remember going up my first time there. And that was after a year of doing, like, coffee shops and shit. And the lights just being so... In my, I remember the lights just felt like, you know, they looked like planes, like, at night. Like, I wouldn't say even headlights on a car. It felt like there was jet lights. And then this big crowd was underneath me. I remember looking at that. And it's just, like, all dark, but just tops of heads everywhere and these lights just bam right in your face and you if you don't make them laugh you don't get to work at the club anymore so that was the big thing at that club and it's uh like you have to go to the punchline to get on their like local showcase or the just their sunday night hey we're gonna throw up 10 15 comics you know cheap you know like you know a ten dollar cover charge whatever um and you go up for like eight minutes, and some of the comics bomb because they're young, and some of the com- but then you'll have people come in from town. Like I said, Jamie Kennedy was on that show. Like everybody's has stopped. Robin Williams has stopped by that show. Uh, Doug Benson, Arch Barker, all the marijuana logs. Tony Kameen, uh, but Dave Chappelle, David Tell. Like it's just a known thing that they do at the club. That's always hot. Like the show, just the crowd is always good. But there's a lot of people fighting for the set. So they don't tell which comics are going up. Like they told me just because I'm old school and I was just in town for the night. But if you're a local comic and you're starting out, they don't tell you you're going up until like two minutes before you're going up. You just have to come and hang out every weekend for a few months. Or I had to do it for a year before they put me up. Um, And then they come up to you and it's like, hey, you're going up in like one and then you go up there. And that, I guess the reason I'm explaining all of this is that that was the first time like, I really had to face fear um, you know, at that level, at that primal like, fight or flight, super fight or flight. And it's not like a sporting event. It's like something with your mind. So it's a little tricky, um, but it's a lot of fun and I love doing it. So it's great just to be back there. Um, and then so I did that and then I went to... Um, Santa Cruz, we drove to Santa Cruz, and then we drove to Carmel, and then we drove to Monterey, then we drove to Santa Barbara, and then um, my family flew out, and I stayed in L.A. for four days, and I and, uh, stayed with my buddy Mookie, but I went out, and uh, I didn't do that many, I didn't do any comedy sets, 
But I did go do Doug Loves Movies, or not Doug Loves Movies, Getting Doug with High. And I did two episodes in a row, which is, that's a lot of herb out. The second episode is behind his Patreon wall. I don't know how that went. I was, I was you know, because um, they have all this herb and all these great pre-rolls and everything in front of you. A lot of it, when I say going to L.A., is like trying not to smoke pot. Like, you try, there's so much weed in California like, you're kind of, like, you know you're going to end up smoking some weed, so you kind of like to have to, not that you have to, but it's just, if you like weed, it's going to be around. Um, you have to, like, pick and choose your shots. Or the day will catch you, you know, because there's so much around. Um, and you'll get stuck a little bit. But uh, I had such a good time on that show. That was so much fun. Um, and then, uh, so check that out on YouTube. That's out right now. Uh, and then I, oh yeah, I went and got to see Eric Andre tape his fourth season. Uh, I wrote on the, on the Kraft Punk special just because they were asking writers to do punch up. And that, that's a while, if you, if you can find it, I think you might be able to still find it on Adult Swim. But that thing is really trippy. Uh, Adult Swim goes way out. That was uh, the only time I was in a writer's room that, where they were like, make it more weird. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, usually everybody wants me to calm the weird down when I write for them. But uh, no, that was an amazing experience. Just to be on set and see like a big production like that, you know, something that's in its fourth season. So, you know, they had all hands on deck. And uh, it was filmed in Burbank. That was a huge studio. So that was like a really fun thing to check out. And uh, I talked to Eric for a minute. And uh, my buddy Dan Curry, shout out to him. Uh, he, Yeah, he was the one that invited me to stop by. So yeah, LA was fun. I did, I did the hike up in the mountain. Uh, I ate at a taco truck literally like three days in a row. Uh, I kept on going, I'm not going to eat at that taco truck again. But then... You know, that's like their slices. You end up just fucking up some tacos. And they're good. And they're cheap. But it is street meat. And the one that was next to us, like, they were known for their flame. Like, they had, a, like, a full spit flame in the parking lot of this big slab of meat right on Hollywood and Vine, dude. This taco thing was just so gnarly. But it, was, it tasted amazing. And they had all the fixings. But uh, I went for their veggie quesadilla one time that had hella cheese. It was good. Not that I'm a vegetarian, but I was doing a lot of street meat. Ugh. But, but the only thing, it was kind of like the yin and yang, because when I recorded, you guys heard I was in Big Sur. I ate like from a vegetarian, I ate from like a, I ate a bunch of meals vegetarian, um, vegan or whatever, you know, no meat. Because um, I fuck with granola, a lot. I really like granola. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get sick of it, and sometimes you need more protein. Uh, but, yeah, I was eating, like, vegan, and uh, I was eating so healthy. And, you know, just I felt good. I did yoga. Um, I did a yoga lesson. I was stretching. I was eating. I was sleeping. I was staying off the phone. Um but then I went to L.A. and it was just like street meat, street meat, television production, uh, 
run around uh, nine Ubers. You Uber, I Ubered everywhere. I've got the Uber dime, diamond service. I don't know, man. Uh, but the Ubers are not expensive, but they're tricky because if you do, you'll end up just Ubering everywhere. Um, especially if you don't have a car and then you just, you, you know, you drop $200 within, you know, seven hours and you, you went to a Denny's and saw your friend. <laughs> um, and then you went, had to go out that night. But then I flew right back and we actually taped a pilot with my friend Victor Vernado at the Creek in the Cave, a great venue in Long Island City that I've played since the inception of them doing comedy over there. I remember when it was just one show, um, but now it's like, you know, open mics and, and book shows and sketch shows, like tw- every day, that, every night there's either an open mic, because it's got like two stages in this uh, bar, taco burrito shop um it's it's a pretty amazing place it is an amazing place it's one of my happy places uh long island city shout out the creek of the cave rebecca trent um they fucking rocked it out and killed it it was on a tuesday and it was victor fernando and he has a production company and they have people that are looking to buy the content like victor's is a great director and a comedian but he's directed uh he actually directed a stand-up special called The Awkward Comedy Show that he sold to Comedy Central, but it was right before any of these guys got famous, but it was Eric Andre, Hannibal Burris, and, um, and a couple other comics. But I remember those two were the stand-ups, and then Victor Vernado did stand-up, and then he had Marina Franklin and Baron Vaughn, who are all great comedians. Uh, and... Uh, they, uh, so he directed that and he sold it. Like he's directed, he was also in the movie Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy and, and End of Days. He's a, he's a very interesting, go shot him out. But he, he was a friend, he's the production company that uh, shot this thing at the creek and it was just a lot of fun. They had an audience, they had a makeup person, they had uh, food, they had big cameras. They were dealing, they, they were using what's called the red cameras, like the top of the top of the line cameras. Like I looked at them, I was like, oh shit, they got the good stuff. Um, so, and the show went surprise, like it was like a six o'clock show taping, but the place had, the audience was very cool and great. And the set, they set it up just beautifully. You know, it's like a simple black box theater, but they dressed it up for set and shooting with lights and color coordination and it fucking looked dope. And I'm excited to check it out. So I, I filmed that on Tuesday. So I'm taping this on Thursday. So it's just been a really busy week. So I could really use <laughs> this coffee right now. Um, this Kush has got me, you know. The Kush, I mean, I do like my diesel. But uh, the Kush is good for the summer when the sun is out. It's a really California... I know the strain Kush comes from Florida, actually. I think I smoked some of the earliest Kush. I remember this kid in Florida I met that I knew one summer, and I was living in North Carolina in Nags Head, and he brought back some fucking crazy green... I remember it was just so much stronger than anything I've ever smoked, and I think that was like early Kush, because it all came from Florida. And then, well, the seed came to Florida 
and then did California through their whole breeding system. And that ended up becoming like the best weed. Or it just has a, Kush just has a certain taste in a certain high that's just a banger. <laughs> it just, uh, and it's, you know, a really good high, 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 high. Um, but sometimes it's a little too strong and a little racy, meaning my heart, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's why I always like diesel always kind of kept me mellow, but at the same time up where Kush is just like, you're feeling like you're, you know, you're, you're riding a big California fat wave and about to get two bra. You just, <laughs> that's what this stuff, um, because this was the end of the cartridge, so I just took a big monster. So that thing fucking waxed me here. Um, but I'm feeling all right. Um, and I got this good stump down. The stump town isn't that strong. So this is their light. This is a good bean. This homestead. And the packaging, stump town's got some bomb-ass font. <laughs> font. They just know how to do it. Their logo's dope. Is that a French press on their logo? What is that? Oh, it's a shoehorn and a flower. Oh, badass. Um, these guys, Portland knows how to drink some coffee. Anywhere where it's foggy and there's some trees and there's some lumberjacks, there's going to be some good coffee. I mean, Seattle. But I'll tell you where I had great coffee is Italy, man. If you ever been to Italy, that's where a lot of the shit, like, Italy knows how, to, it's all espressos. They're like, fuck your coffee, man. We're going straight to espressos, and their espresso bar, and the marble countertop, and the marble uh, little espresso cups, and the caca, the crack, crack, cool, when they do that espresso shot thing, that shot of espresso, and you just get that pure, I mean, that's pretty much what concentrates are. It's like the espresso of herb. They keep on saying, like, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, if beer, pot is like beer, then, you know, concentrates is like hard liquor, you know. But I think it's more like if pot is like coffee, concentrates are like crazy espresso. It's like nobody wants to drink 10 espressos, <laughs> but some people can. Some people in Italy be running on that espresso, man. So, yeah, they do it up right in Italy because they chill, man. They just go in there. Like, they don't do the walk around. I got a gallon of water coffee. They go work, 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 seltzer, work, seltzer, and then hit the espresso bar, like, before or after lunch or maybe between. Like, they go to the espresso bar every two hours and just get an espresso, a shot of just banging ass coffee and then they just go on their day and they just kick it there for a minute that's the thing about coffee it's a, it's a good kick it drug but then it's also a good i don't know if i call it but you know what i mean it's a good hey let's just hang out and have a cup of coffee and chitty chat chat that's what this podcast is all about um uh, but then also you can drink some coffee and be like oh, i'm gonna clean the fuck out of this room um or I gotta make these sales calls, or I gotta go take a big ass dump. If you if you if you need to do any of those, coffee will help you out. <laughs> On the Doug Love Movie podcast, I did do a lot of shit jokes, but I don't know. I guess with coffee, you drink a lot of it, and the older I get, I'm just really getting into health, mental health. I think I want to uh, meditate more, but I just think physical health is connected to mental health. And overall health is connected to everything. 
your environment, everybody around you, your zen. Um, I do think with a little bit of all the travel and the running around, like, I've, I, you know, I, there was a couple times I had kind of just a thorny disposition and it was just weird. That's what I do love about pot. It'll, it'll catch you from, you know, not appreciating, you know, it's just weird how you can wake up and you, or, or the one day you have it all figured out and then the next day you're like, what the fuck's going on, you know? Uh, that's why, it, you know, a practice helps. That's the other thing. Yoga is a practice. It's all about, and so is everything you do. Doing stand-up is a practice. You know, I practice it, I go out and I do it. What I haven't been practicing is my guitar. But yoga, it's the same thing. You don't have to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You just got to do the, the motion, do the thing, and then do it again and do it again, and you get better and you get better and you get better. But if you don't practice it, you get stagnant and static and anxiety. Um, or sometimes it's good to just fucking chill. Uh, that's what I like about this podcast. Like Sometimes I'm like, I got to tell them everything that's going on. Pump it up. But then again, it's just a beautiful day. It's humid. <laughs> Which I don't mind, but California, man, there's no humidity out there. That's what's fucking nice about that. I'm looking forward, Detroit is going to be, a, I know it gets hot up there. It gets really hot. Right about now it gets hot, but it's not like New York. Some of these days, we, I missed that whole, there was a huge heat wave where everybody was like, oh my god. My balls are melting. Uh, my face is, you know, I got, you know, it's just, it was so hot. Nobody can even deal. Like there comes a point where it just shuts everything down and everybody's like, yo, we're, they, there's so much AC running. They had a blackout. That's what happens. That's what, that's when all these black, the, the, I wasn't here for, there was a blackout when I wasn't here. Or maybe I was, I forget it. It was right around that heat wave time, but that there was a big New York blackout when the whole Manhattan was blacked out. And I think, I don't know, I think Bronx, Brooklyn, everybody for 24 hours and no crime happened. That was the crazy thing because everybody was like, yo, we're just chilling out. If you go back to the, st- it was like the lowest crime rate when the big blackout happened in 2000, I think three or four. And I was visiting New York at the time. I remember, I think, I forget what I did that. Oh, I got a hotel room and I just hung out, I think, and smoked pot, <laughs> uh, with no light, I mean, I remember, like, there was certain, like, part of it, like, I think things were running a little bit basic, they had, ba- they must have been had backup generators and shit, um, but check out, uh, the last podcast, and check out, there's a new series coming out on High Times, so that's what I want to really talk about, and I think I'm going to be there August 15th. I still got to lock up a couple things. But they're already advertising that I'm going to be there. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but I think it will all work out for sure. Um, so I should be there in August 15th and 16th for the High Times Cannabis Cup. And I, I love Detroit. I love coming in there. And the weed scene there is fun. And there's a lot of funny dudes and women. And it's just a... Uh, a great community out there. I think they appreciate the cannabis industry because people needed jobs and it wasn't there before and something left and now there's something to make money. I don't, it's hard to figure out because 
Every, it's kind of like the big green rush. It's like the gold rush. It's like so many hands are in there right now. And there's only so many people that are going to be buying eighths and weeds and stuff. Uh, goofballs like myself. So, it's, I mean, I, I think it's a hard market to figure out for a mainstream. But people are figuring out and people are making money. And that industry there and the people around that community is awesome. Um, so I'm excited to head... So. Check out, there's going to be a video series behind it with them. Check out Getting Dug with High. I'm on that. Uh, I had a great, uh, great time on that show. And I did it with a comedian I hadn't met before, but it was the first time meeting him, and he was awesome. Um, John uh, Gabris. Uh, John Gabris. And he's done a bunch of good, and he was just a cool cat, funny and he has a podcast called uh, The High and Mighty. So I think he has a weed podcast too. So hopefully man, I'll connect with him again. But he was great to meet and kick it with out there. Oh yeah, he was in Drunk History. That's a show on Comedy Central. He's a co- actor, comedian, podcaster type cat. Like myself. And he was great to, to do the show with. Because uh, the show isn't, it's with Doug, but you're getting super high on camera. So it's, there's a weird, it's a lot like this. I'm on, I'm, but I'm not on camera yet. But we're going to, I'm going to build there. Like, I really believe and love the show. And I really love coffee. And I really love Stumptown. Come on. I love this Homestead stuff. I'm, um, this is a great coffee. Check out Stumptown's Homestead. If you're looking for, like, high quality coffee, but not super strong, like rip your gut out. A lot of people are like, oh, you like good coffee. I'm gonna get you this super dark, dark, dark roast. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. Like, I, I want that if I want an espresso, I'll do that. But I like an amber, same thing when I drank beer, like an IPA, I like the middle of the road. I like the amber to the light. But sometimes you just need like a nice day like this and you're gonna drink a lot of it. Homestead is a great, coffee if you're going to drink a lot and you're gonna make a good clean cold brew this is brilliant um and the beans is just quality Stumptown roasters get down with your bad self and then uh the king daddy la <laughs> la is such a trip yeah i went to the dispensary in la and they had six dollar pre-rolls and then i would literally with like seven like with less than a 10, I could get three tacos that are made correctly with the green salsa in the chopped onions, in the radishes to cool it down, in the brown salsa, in the red dark brown salsa. With all the salsas, you can get a chicken, three chicken fucking tacos on the corn tortillas, the little mini guys, you can bang that out. And that's like $5 or less. And I got, I got horchata out there. They had the best at this taco truck. That was some of the best horchata. I literally got, and they had the styrofoam cups, right? But then they had the medium, like horchata, they usually have two, th- like the, it's almost funny how big the large is. The large horchata, I think it was like $6, but I bought it. I don't know what it was. It was expensive. But it was so big. I, it w- could have f- filled the whole family. And I just, that was my fucking drink for the night. I had this big, huge, like, truck stop styrofoam, like, 
this styrofoam was from 78. Like, they, you can't get this styrofoam. It is so bad for the planet. I had this big thing of horchata. And, I, and you can go in and buy three pre-rolls. It was right on Hollywood, like, and it, it was all, this whole trip, like, I lived out in California from 1999 to 2004 and five, so about five years, and, but now I'm married and I have a kid and it's almost 2020, so I did this trip and it, it's been so long since I've been really around all of that. But I, it was in my soul and in my gut, and I remembered everything, and everything was... Like, this guy's apartment that I was staying, I lived right down the street. My old studio apartment that I lived for a year and a half in L.A. was right down the street, and I was staying at his studio. He had one bedroom, but he left, and I had the whole place to myself. That was nice. But I was fucking up this taco truck, and I got the biggest thing of horchata. If you don't know what horchata is... Orchata is this cinnamon rice milk. It's rice milk. It's like this really good, like, it's not even rice milk. It's like powdered milk and water over ice with cinnamon. And it just, I don't know, the combination, if it's too watery, it's whack. But if you can get it at the right consistency, it just coats your stomach. So fucking great. Especially if you smoke a lot of weed and drink tacos. And eat tacos and uh, drink a lot of coffee. Like, no, horchata is the fucking bomb. Um, so I was loving L.A. You know, it was great. But it's a lot of traffic and a lot of driving and a lot of Ubers. You know, it's just like New York. It's got its own... It's good in some ways, and then there's some funkiness to it, you know? Everybody's just running around trying to take shits. Okay, I know that sounded nasty. Everybody's right around doing shit. Um, but yeah, this uh, Kush is just tastes great. But I will say the skills in the cup does uh, like Kush is great. It's it almost, it gets in my head a little too much. Like, it's awesome. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, di- but the thing about diesel, it will make you, like, fall asleep. There's this one strain headband that I really like, and that seemed like a good balance. I, I need to, that's, that's my perfect joint. But that was the cool thing. Literally, I landed in San Francisco, and I had, I got a perfect cartridge and three cookies at a dispensary I found on Weed Maps. Shout out to Weed Maps on my phone at the hotel I was staying. But I kind of had it all, but I'd been around that neighborhood. It was uh, on top of Knob Hill, but you had, you had the uh, Tenderloin right underneath you. And if, you, if you're not used to the Tenderloin, it could be a shock. But to tell you the truth, I used to run all around the Tenderloin, all around that place, is because I was doing coffee shops and stand-up comedy i did stand-up comedy in all those places like in 2003 or 4 like all, all those dirty bars and shit like i was running around those neighborhoods at night um smoking weed and doing stand-up like that was my gig i didn't have a family i didn't have you know it was before i even got on television so i've never been you know what 
it now with a smartphone and the app, like I remember it, you just kind of would write it on a piece of paper or I had like the map. I remember looking at the San Francisco map, like the tourist thing that you all cities have, but that's just the way you would figure out some weird street. Or you go to MapQuest and print something out. Like it was way before smartphones. Like I don't think I had a cell phone in San Francisco. I know I didn't have a cell phone in San Francisco when I first got there in 99. Um, I think it took me like a year. I was still like just kind of running around. I think I had one that was paid, like you had a card and you paid for it. It was right after I came backpacking from uh, Southeast Asia after I quit my first job and then I landed in San Francisco. Yeah, I definitely didn't have a cell phone for a while. And I would just run around. So none of those, like, it's still a smaller city compared to New York. And I grew up in D.C., so... I knew how to navigate it. It was a little bit easier. But if you're not used to the Tenderloin, it could be... I mean, it's just, just a ton of homeless people and really super junkies. And just... If you're going to score some crack or get a hooker, like, that's where people go. Uh, but there's also dirty bars and art things and fucking coffee shops. You know, it is the real deal. Uh, artists and freaks and geeks, man. Um... But there was a dispensary on Polk. Now, I used to work at the outdoor store called Lombardi's in San Francisco. But down Polk, there's a great, and it's called Grassroots. And that was a really clean, organized, uh, great dispensary. Shout out to Grassroots. It's off of Polk. It's not even, it's not the Tenderloin, but it's not, it's a cool neighborhood. Like, I have used to go over there. Um... It's near the Great American Music Hall, which I actually sold out, not to brag, but I did sell out that venue. That was the biggest deal. Right after I first got Last Comic Standing, the first season, it was in 2003. In the com- and I had only been doing comedy for three years in San Francisco. So I didn't have an age. I did have an agent. I just got a manager. Um, and he couldn't get me into these comedy clubs, so I booked a couple rock shows. And one of the guys that booked me, um, I worked, I opened for at the Great American Music Hall a nut for another comedian that they brought in. And then the next year, he asked, he saw me on Last Comic Stand and said, hey, do you want to just, I can book you. He was just like a small rock promoter that did like jam band shit. And then he said, hey, can it, can you come and do the Great American Music Hall? I'll, I'll produce you up there. I'll give you X amount, and I'll give you a hotel room. But we sold it out. So I sold out the Great American Music Hall. That was the, and that's what I need to come back to. I need to San Francisco when I do it. Uh, I want to do a tour, and then I need to, like, um, lock in on the Great American Music Hall for, like, some wild date um, and get a hotel down there and check out the Grassroots Dispensary. Because I went there... And I got a great cartridge. I said, I talked to them, I said, I like outdoor grown. I like really good cannabis. But some people say, you don't know what you're talking about, Rob. My friend Mookie, he started calling me out on talking about outdoor grown, saying that's the worst weed. But I'm saying, if you know how to grow it and it's grown properly and, and in the, you know, you've got to grow it like fucking wine. And where does the best wine come from? It's up in Northern California. This is a great place to grow shit. You need that elevation, but you don't need it too cold and you don't need it too hot. And that's, those are the type of places. Um, but I said, I want a high CBD hybrid. And she got me a one-in-one cartridge, one part CBD, one part THC cartridge. 
hybrid. Uh, it was the best cartridge I had. And I got that like within 25 minutes of when I landed. Um, and I was away from everybody. And then I went to the show and, you know, I was just walking around, had this super cartridge around my old town. I remember, you know, yeah, it was way before vape cartridge. I was rolling joints and smoking bowls, walking around doing stand-up comedy all throughout my, you know, late 20s, mid to late 20s around that city, man. So it felt wild just walking around and figuring that town out and then driving down to Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is so dope. But it's also been found out. That's the problem with California. Like, everything's kind of New York expensive and everything is uh, a lot of traffic and there may be an accident, you know? So, you know, when you go up towards Stumptown, yeah, Oregon and that stuff, I haven't, I've only been to Portland maybe three times. And one of them f was for a high times cannabis. Like Portland, like this was early on in, in medical pot, and they had this coffee dispensary, but it was like a trading booth. And I went there with Danny Danko in a high. We did a marijuana logs show I had up there, and then I stuck around two more days. And there was like, I don't know. It, it I think it was a normal event, but Danny Danko, my friend from High Times, was there. And so I stayed around for that, and we ch checked out this, like, coffee shop, like, collective, um, where everybody just gave each other free weed. It was wild. Um, and they had free coffee there. They had free, it was pretty much a weed and coffee just hangout spot. And I think that's, you know, that's what's going to be coming around. I'm still, like, the major project I need to get is just get my coffee and weed song up on Spotify and get all the... Because I have a whole album of tracks from my hip-hop album. I've been getting back into doing some rhyme. I won't rhyme for you right now, but I think I may put on uh, a little bit. Well, I'll put on this freestyle I did called Comedians. No, it, was, it wasn't Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It was uh, Spitting in the Whip. And uh, I met this cat, and he did this series of people freestyling while they drove him around New York in the back seat. Uh... And it was fun. I did it. I remember that I'm being psyched that they booked me on it. Because he knew me as a comedian. But I just released this like hip-hop album project thing. And that was one of the ways I promoted it. But uh, I was checking out the freestyle. It isn't bad. It was the first time I ever like really tried to freestyle. I'm not the best freestyle rapper. I like writing and going in there and executing and doing a project. You know, A lot of it's just projects. You know? You're like, I like this idea. I want to get it consumed by this idea. I want to do this idea. So you go, blah, 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 and you rock it out. Um, so yeah, I'll play a little bit of that right here, right now. All right, it better not be sweet. All right, let's see this. It shit. could be whack, it could be corny. It could, could be corny. Could be, you never know what it could be. But you just gotta run. It's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> let's force gump this shit. It's 11.29. 11.29 is going down, people. Let's do it. All right, pick a, pick a beat now. We got like four or five, five or six beats up in this joint. You let me know what you Metro Warrior. Metro Warrior. You're from my DC. It's going down. Metro Warrior is going down right now. Rob Cantrell representing on the MIC. Feel it flip. There we go. Okay, this is it? Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. nine, eight, seven. Here it comes. All the way to heaven. Boom, dip. Watch me trip. Oh, yeah. Spitting in the whip. All right, let's go. Let's go. Get hit to the psychedelic trip that I spit. 
You don't even know I got it sick, slick, like Gladys Knight in the pips. Not a jip, it's a deal, not a Dell. Racing hell, Rob Cantrell. Oh well, I feel swell. Not blue, not you, not Mountain Dew. This is all for fun, and I just begun. Gee whiz. In showbiz, check the rider, vaporizer, blue visor, insurance by Kaiser. So many appetizers in the green room back in June. You asked for a plus two, then you brought your whole crew. Did you have to let them linger? By the way, who ate my chicken fingers? Don't mean to be a whiner, but respect. I'm a comedy headliner. I'm rocking shows, doing flows. Little did you know, I'm the one, son of a gun. Boom, bam, here we go, son. When I rock the mic, I rock it right. Shine like a light, then I take flight. I'm riding this beat like a bike. I'm popping wheelies. I don't care if you don't feel me. If you don't feel me, then you don't feel me. You feel me? Yeah. Not Mr. T, but RC and THC and coffee, yes please. No ma'am, no ham, just green eggs to impress with my dope-ass French press. I was just at the party, it was way too arty. I was feeling kind of farty. I gotta go home and get on my throne. Aw oh, shit, cop, my coffee and weed song. 99 cents, iTunes, do it, robcantrell.com. That, you got you got more beat if you wanna go in, man. You got, right, I can go in. Yeah, represent. 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 Off the dome, we get in the zone. Al K, he, he knows it's on. In the back of the whip, we like to sip a little ginger ale. Talk about the girls with the nice big tails. Oh, oh look at her, she breaks my heart. Oh shit, those wings gave me a fart. <laughs> then I go back on the train, put my headphones, try not to get insane, try to stay maintained. All love, keep it down, keep it down, hide it away. Don't you know they'll try to steal it from you? Ah, shit, that was just a little. All right, here I'll, I'll stop sticking around. That was, that was that was a straight off the dome. Uh oh, he got the paper. I got the papers out. You don't even see it, kid. I'm a big dog. You're just a pup. Stay on your yard, kid. You don't even know what's in my cup. It's coffee. Back off. I'm the boss. I'm going off. I'm doing my chores. I'm not fucking these whores, but I'm hitting it raw like spritzer. You had to pay to kiss her. I'm just a dude doing my thing. I got a blue jacket and it's nice gold, gold wedding. It's not gold, silver, but I'm married and shit. But don't you know, I'm kind of legit. I like pulled pork barbecue. That is my cue to pass it to my man and he knows what to do. Okay, everybody. Uh, that was it. I appreciate you listening to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Like and subscribe. Check out Stumptown Homestead um, strain of coffee. You know, shout out to Kush. Um, there's all different, you know, different strands of Kush, but it always comes through. And this was just a really fun episode. Uh, we're going to keep evolving and moving forward. I definitely want to do video, and I definitely want to get some more guests, uh, but I definitely want to just keep it moving. So that's the gig. Peace.